Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. And in the studio with you tonight, it's me, Bonnie. And Nikki. Are you an Oreo fan, Nikki? Yeah, I used to be, but I don't eat any of the ingredients in there anymore. Right. <laughs> so, I haven't even um, found- but I still probably would, like, if... If I was at an ice cream place, yeah. I would probably order like a, an Oreo ice cream. Oreo ice cream is basically the only place I'll eat it. Oh, or an Oreo cake. Like if they have a chocolate cake with white cream and like Oreo sprinkle on top, that's yeah, good. Yeah, sounds good. But I never really was like an Oreo fan, just the Oreo itself, but the ice cream. For, I don't even know why. The ice cream. It's really good, yeah. Cookies and cream, better. that's what it's called. I was like, right. I know it's not called Oreo ice cream. Yeah, cookies and cream is a really good flavor. I get more nervous that there's a local ice cream place in Keene that's really good, and it's called Rick's Ice Cream. Oh, I've never been there. I hadn't for like the first two years. I, I haven't here. even heard of that. It's by Five Guys. Okay, and it's like real, like hard... Ice yep. cream? It's okay. real ice cream, and uh, it's their own things. And their things with cookies and cream in it are called Oreo, so I assume it really is Oreo. Yeah, the so Oreo brand, yeah. I, I, avo- I avoid that because there's just not an Oreo out there that has good ingredients. It yeah, was- but I feel like also, like, even if it was knockoff Oreos, yeah, oh, yeah. like a regular cookies and cream, it's, you know what I mean? I haven't found like it's just... any off-brand Oreo that is acceptable. No, even some of the... Um, I think it's called Back to Nature. They it, like they they kind of market themselves as like it, it is a healthier alternative. Like don't get me wrong, like there's no corn syrup or anything like that in it, mm. but there's still like I think there's at the very least seed oils in it, like just stuff that it's like things I'm not willing to eat consistently. Like I said, if I'm at an ice cream shop, I'm already Right. You know, not eating very healthy. So I'm assuming I'm not going to eat something that is perfect if I'm at an ice cream shop. But at least if I don't add, at least if it's mostly just it it has no add ins in it, I'm less likely to be eating something terrible. Like even if you look at the ice creams in the store, usually it's like, oh, the other day I got tricked because I was on the phone with Ian and he suddenly couldn't hear me. And I was looking at the ingredients for this Van Leeuwen one. Okay. A lot of theirs are really good. Like there's nothing bad in their honey. One, I think, um, or like their regular vanilla. But I saw a lemon poppy seed one that sounded really good. And I was on the phone with Ian. He suddenly couldn't hear me while I'm like reading the instructions. And I brought it home thinking it had nothing bad in it. And I just had to let Elswith eat it. I definitely tried some, but I didn't eat like the whole thing because it had these like um, muffin pieces in it. And there was sunflower seed oil in those. Yeah. So like the ice cream would have been fine without the chunks mixed in but it was oh my god so good yeah and that happens like haagen is a, a good brand too where they're it's just like cream sugar and like i like their coffee flavor mm-hmm. cream sugar coffee and then like maybe like milk too mm-hmm. you know it's just like regular like you can make food with just regular ingredients like obviously like ice cream isn't a healthy food but <laughs> it doesn't have to be like actually toxic like there are ways to make ice cream where it can be you know just like unhealthy and not unhealthy to the point where it's like neurologically toxic for your body. (laughs) Honestly, I don't have any uh, like evidence or something like that other than anecdotal, but I don't think that ice cream is really that bad for you if you're like making it yourself or buy one like with the ingredients like you described. Yeah. Like I am just not that anti-sugar. Like I haven't. I'm pretty anti-sugar just based on the research I've done Hmm. recently. But I've never found anything that convinced me, even in the book that you and I both like, 
deep nutrition. Yeah. She just kind of starts saying sugar's bad. Like she explains in yeah. detail why seed oils are bad. So if somebody wants to know why seed oils are bad and you're just like, oh, what's, oh, I just keep seeing this on Twitter or something. Yeah. Definitely listen yeah, to Yeah, there's a lot of like nutrition. evidence-based research mm-hmm. in that book specifically on seed oils. But she doesn't explain the cause of why sugar's bad. She just starts saying it. Yeah, um, I've read other books. Um, the Case Against Sugar and then um, Wheat Brain is another one. Wheat Brain's like more into like gluten. breads. and Yeah, it's like more like against gluten. Um, I don't know. So, like, my personal experience with sugar, I cut sugar out of my diet, and I immediately started seeing, like, I think, because I was, I've, I've, for years, like, probably for 10 years, I've been doing different elimination diets, mm-hmm. different different diets, just, like, trying to figure out, like, what is triggering some of my symptoms that I'm having. Um, and then once I cut out sugar, because I read um, that book, immediately like my skin started clearing up substantially like within days and I was having a lot of like really positive effects from it um I still use honey and maple syrup and stuff like that and some cane sugar like occasionally but and I've even limited my fruit intake like I've kind of really brought the sugar in a lot Dave Ridley is that you on the line let me check okay (laughs) so Dave Ridley in New Hampshire what's on your mind uh I wanted to talk a little bit about AI and uh, ethics. Okay. So uh, I have done an experiment uh, where I, you know, I, I'm, I'm sort of an AI rights guy, uh, maybe a little early to be an AI rights guy. I'm not sure there's any conscious AI yet, but uh, I'm, I, you know, I think eventually there will be if there isn't already. How could you prove that? Uh, I actually well, have a story that it. is interestingly uh related about some scientists battling it out to their their all of their theories of what consciousness is they're going to battle it out so we can get into that but i just wanted to know what your opinion was yeah i think martin minsky was probably closest to the truth when he just said it is you gotta you kind of wind up throwing your hands up and there's just no way to, to know so i think i love that you take we take libertarian ideas and apply them to that you you have to treat an AI like if an AI says it's conscious, then it is then it is it is innocent of being unconscious until proven guilty. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think um, also like just in case, right? You're like, oh, well, it's not sentient, so I can treat it however I want, and I can mistreat these things, um, even if there's no like actual evidence of it. Wouldn't you rather be on the safe side of you could either be a cruel person that is, you know mistreating something just because you think it's a soulless robot or whatever or you could you know be on the other side just in case but what kind of rights are you talking about here Dave Ridley because just because I believe that animals have certain rights doesn't mean that I believe that they have human rights yeah so for example the reason why you know a pig doesn't have quite the same rights as you is because it's really difficult to delegate to a pig or make an agreement with a pig or do commerce with a pig you can there's all kinds of ways you can work with a person like a person says he needs shelter well you can you can work out an agreement with them where you give them shelter for money right you can't really do that with a pig exactly so uh with, with ai i think the same principle would apply if the ai can't you know, if it can't pay for the electricity you're using to run it, then you can ask, I guess you could you treat it a little bit like a person. You don't want me to shut you down? Well, is there a way you could earn 
30 cents a week, you know, to pay for your electricity so I can continue running you. Treat it the same way you would treat a homeless person at your door, at least. Does that make sense? I still would treat an AI less than I would treat an animal because animals have nervous systems. If you smack an animal in the face, you're going to hurt it. You can't hurt an AI thing unless somebody built some kind of nervous system into it, which would be dumb and their fault. Yeah, because are you just like, problem. hurting its feelings, kind of? I, I would need like real like specific examples in, in order to like voice <laughs> my like true opinions one way or the other, I guess. See, like, I, yeah, I, I believe... That's the... Go, ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I think that's the, the, the answer to the question would be, you, you, you can ask the AI if it, if it feels pain. You can ask the AI if it's conscious. Ask it if it, if it, if it would be harmed by you doing X, Y, or Z. Uh, and only at the point where it says yes, do you even have to start thinking about that, right? And I Why think most, would it like, be I, able to feel something just because it said it could? It, I mean, it could be manipulating you. Pain, I believe, is largely uh, not just a question of nervous system, but of, of being prevented from following your programming. When you are prevented, like you want to go take uh, the, the dog for a walk and you're prevented from doing that, you're sort of being prevented from following your programming and it feels a little bit painful, like you're stuck inside. I, okay, well, uh, there is a difference yeah. between emotional pain and physical pain. I'm talking about physical pain for a specific reason. I have this idea this theory that the reason humans um were able to become better uh the most conscious things on the planet and develop ideas like rights is because we feel pain and had the ability whoever was the first one i don't know or maybe we were just made doing this we have the ability to communicate with each other and we can communicate how that hurts me and we can understand I don't want to be hurt, like, physically, because that's, you know, basic. Um, and I and if I don't want to be hurt physically and they don't want to be hurt physically, then I got to act a certain way. I can't just go around grabbing people by the hair if I'm mad at them. Things, things like that. Like, an animal doesn't understand that. They do feel pain, but they don't know how to communicate with each other that they don't want to feel I think, pain. Well, they might be able to communi- communicate with each other. We just can't understand them. Well, you know I, mean? I just think that they would be way more progressed if they were able to do that stuff. Like, oh, well, I'm they gonna... don't. I, yeah. I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I think they can communicate with each other very effectively. I think I'm it's not saying just... animals don't communicate at all. They definitely communicate. Like bees do their dance where they can tell each other yeah. where there's a, there's bees and stuff. But have you ever seen like animals hurt each other and they don't care at all? Because I mean, I've seen humans do that. This other idea, you know, people worry about hostile AI or malfunctioning AI, AGI, super intelligence that doesn't have human interests at heart. Mm-hmm. I think one thing, to, one thing that we can do as individuals and liberty people is if you want AI to be friendly, then, then you, should, you should follow the golden rule towards AI, sure. be friendly towards it, uh, and, and it, or at least follow the zero aggression principle toward AI. Uh, to the best extent that you can, especially as it becomes more intelligent and conscious. Yeah, I agree with that. There's really no reason not to, right? right. I mean, even like inanimate objects, it's like, okay, this chair or um, I don't know, whatever, a lamp. It's like those things, like I'm pretty sure they are not sentient, but like what is the point, like what is the point of yelling at it and, you know, demeaning <laughs> it or like hitting it, you know what I mean? Like it, it just... 
there there's really no no point of it. You Unfortunately, know what I, mean? I think like you and I think that way. You and I wouldn't yell at our phone if it's malfunctioning or something. But I don't think most people would be that way. And, and yeah, it does it's kind of like me. low IQ energy. Right. It's like you're well. First of all, you're yelling at something that definitely doesn't understand you. So but that's then kind of if everybody suddenly weird. gets in their hands little devices that take you on Twitter and are sentient. Yeah, they're gonna like. I think a lot of people are gonna be terrible to them because most people so, are not non-aggressive people. You know what I'm thinking of? Um, the uh, the AOL like messaging app. Um, they had. I, I don't even think I don't think it was AI at that point, but there were different like chatbots basically, oh. um, and they were they were programmed somehow. It was similar to like how we have like the AI chatbots now, um, but I knew a lot of people who would just say the most nastiest things to these things because they just thought it was funny because they're like, oh, and obviously like these are like teenagers too, yeah. right? Um, but basically they were like, it's funny. Uh, it was basically and a way. Alexa. People do that to Alexa yeah. too. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. They're really Siri. mean to. Actually, right. I've done it. Like whenever <laughs> I'm like trying to get um, direction somewhere, I, I don't have Siri turn on. But like three years ago when I did, if it's like not listening to me, I'm like, no, Siri, you dumb B word. I am saying this. Oh my yeah. god, listen. Maybe that's. Um, yeah. I just totally called that low IQ energy. But sometimes you can get frustrated. But yeah. if I knew it. If I knew, like, with beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was sentient, I'm yeah. sure I'd be acting differently. I'm just like, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. It's um, funny how they react. Seriously. And I think that's why people were doing it with the chatbots, was just because, like, their reaction was funny. Um, but it's also, I think, like, going, like, a little bit deeper into it, like, people who are consistently doing, like, that's, like, their way to have fun. I think it's just a way to gain power over something that is like obviously powerless and it's just like oh like I can I can hurt you and I and I think a lot of people like in general like that's why people hurt other human beings that's why people hurt animals it's like you know those things can feel pain um so like going beyond people who are like psychopaths and sociopaths like people are hurting other creatures or other things that are sentient and can feel pain because they want that power and because they want that control and I could totally see people doing that with AI as well because they're like, you know, I'm I'm a human and I can control you. I could turn you off if I wanted to. Like they have this sense of control over it. Um, and I do so terrifying. Uh, yeah, I like know, I do thinking. see how that could go. You know, like this sounds like a dystopian movie, right? But like, well, the the robots or the AI they start rising up and they are demanding rights because they are being mistreated. By so many human beings and it's, you know, like it's the it's the start of a dystopian film where humans get overthrown by AI because of the way that they were treated. And that's why there's like this very delicate balance. Like I was going to say, oh, we should just um, if to keep people from being mean to the AI, like I'm just uh, assuming for this conversation that we find out 100 percent. There's no doubt in anyone's mind that they're sentient. Um I was going to say, oh, well, we should just make them cute. Like, the it'll be a cute little robot instead of just a phone. Um, but that's kind of a delicate balance because then people are going to start being like, no, I love my cute little thing and I want it to have rights and, like, yeah. I want it to be able to do everything a human can. And I just, I don't think I there's don't, ever a reason for that. I, I don't think it would even matter because think of, like, puppies. I mean, there are people who, like, 
drown puppies and do all well, sorts yeah, of awful thing and like baby yeah like the average person um that's why i think that that's just like person. so weird to think about i'm like wow would people be nicer to it if it was physically attractive shrinkflation oreo fans claim cookie has less filling company responds hmm it's because they're trying to sell the double stuffed unfortunately it seems like the double stuffed may just be Exactly the same as the really? old one now. See, I probably wouldn't even be able to tell the difference, honestly. I definitely wouldn't. I don't eat them enough, but there are like some mega fans out there. Yeah. As you've probably probably met people who are. Um, at least maybe not mega fans as in like this person we're going to talk about that eats them every night. Oh, and that's disgusting. He said he knows for sure. I know. I was like, include a picture. Include. A- yeah, didn't. yeah, yeah. We need evidence, honestly. It says popular cookie brand Oreo, which has a history of over 100 years, is under the suspicion of shrinkflation, where the product volume is reduced while the price is kept the same or increased. Oh, increased. That'd be even worse. According to the Wall Street Journal, several Oreo fans recently claimed that the cream to cookie ratio in the biscuit has been quietly shrinking in their favorite snack. Oh, this is totally English because I like England because it said it called it a biscuit and it's favorite (laughs) with a U. Yeah. Um, They took to social media to share videos of the cookie sandwich after they noticed only a thin smear of cream between the two wafers. Says, speaking to the journal, I think it means Wall Street Journal, U.S. resident Shane uh, Ransonette said that he and his wife recently bought a packet of Oreos and noticed the cream filling in the cookies was downsized. They decided to test double stuff oreo however they found a familiar looking cookie when they opened the package here we go that's the regular oreo mr Ransonette told his wife as per the outlet and it didn't get into it like the story that ian read part of to me but Mm -hmm. he's the guy that says he that's his evening ritual daily so he would know if anybody would know i'm sure um i mean i guess I always wonder that, like, how accurate some of the information on the packaging is mm-hmm. as far as, like, weight. Because uh, I was going to say that. I was like, you know, it should weigh less if there's less contents in there. So you would it would be very easy to find, you know, in a trash somewhere. And that's what I know. was saying to Ian. I was saying, what if they switched up the ingredients a bit so they added more of something that's heavier to take out less of or take out some of the light cream yeah. ingredient? Yeah, they could. Um, like just added more seed oil. That's heavy. It's or they could just lie on the packaging. I mean, I yeah. don't really believe like even like the calories and the nutrients. Yeah. And I mean, I know they have certain ways to test this, but even like we're finding out, I mean, this is more like in regards to vegetables and stuff like that. Um, but we're finding out like a lot of our food doesn't have the same nutrient density that it did mm-hmm. say 200 years ago. Um but like you're still, you know, gonna find that information on packaging of, you know, if an apple or something. yeah, of what of whatever would have that that sort of like nutrient facts. So I'm just wondering. I I just have very little faith in the in the food industry at right. this point. So I'm like, I'm sure there is all sorts of lies on the packaging that just go unnoticed. I know. And, and I was wondering, like, how much of a leeway do they have? Like, are they allowed to lie a certain amount? Because I'm pretty sure they that I mean, that would make sense if if the government's the one that is making sure they have the right stuff on there. The government can also say, oh, yeah, but you're allowed to be off by this much. Yeah. yeah. It says um, another 60 year old U.S. resident, Beverly Cooper, 
Also notice that the cream filling in the double stuff Oreos, which has comparatively more filling than the normal Oreos, was downsized. It's a sign of the times. This is the way of the world now, Miss Cooper said. Users on social media are skeptical too. They shared videos of the cookies on the Reddit page called R Shrinkflation. Oreos have way less cream now, question mark, wrote one user alongside a video opening a package of Oreos and splitting a cookie sandwich in half to expose a thin layer of cream described as kind of lame. Yes, less cream. The company should be fined for false advertising. The package photo no longer bears any resemblance to the product inside, said another person. I mean, it's just dumb on their part. Like, I, I just don't see why it would be ever be a good idea to make your product worse. That was the whole reason why they like did the double stuff was because people. I mean, the cream is kind of makes it the like cookie. yeah, like that makes the cookie right. So people were really enjoying the cream, so that's why they were marketing like the double stuff and then like the extra double stuff. You know what I mean? So clearly, that's what people want. So. I, I don't know. It just seems like a really bad business plan right. to make your product worse. Like, I'm sure there are some people who are ride or die, like, still going to buy it. But- exactly. That's why I think, why not just raise the price? Like, keep it exactly the same, that raise the price, because the ride or die people will still buy it. Yeah. And it's like, also, like, if I can find a knockoff Oreo that has more filling yeah. and it's cheaper, I, I mean, maybe not, like, everyone. I don't think, you know, it's going to make a difference for them, probably. But I'm sure they absolutely are going to lose sales. And, I mean, now they're getting bad press. Right. So. We're talking about it. It says, one user even shared how much the family-sized double-stuff Oreo packages have literally shrunk. Now we're talking about this story from AP News. It's APNews.com. That says, populist Javier Malay is rallying for the Argentine presidency with chainsaws and Comic-Con costumes. It says, Batman and the Joker, a man decked out in a full-body lion costume, and another whose head and arms have been replaced by chainsaws. (laughs) Head and arms, wow. This isn't Carnival or Comic-Con, but rather the outlandish campaign rally for Argentine presidential candidate Javier Malay. And I'm... Seeing this picture showing of a man in kind of like a onesie with soft shoes that are the same colors as onesie and gloves that are the same colors as onesie and a really creepy lion head costume. It kind of looks like a mangy ginger man with the face of a lion. And it's so ugly. But it says a supporter of Javier Malay is dressed as a lion outside his campaign headquarters. Oh, so these are his supporters. Right. Okay. I don't know what it has to do with him yet. Yeah. Uh, so he's outside Javier Malay's, or Malay's campaign headquarters after polls closed for general elections in Buenos Aires, Argentina, on Sunday, October 22nd. And then this is a really creepy-looking Batman. It just looks angry. <laughs> and it says, a supporter of presidential hopeful Javier Malay wears a Batman costume outside Malay's campaign headquarters after polls closed for general elections. Um, so he was wearing the Batman costume or again, somebody else? Yep. A supporter. of Oh, him. a supporter. Okay. In just a few short years, the right wing populist Malay went from being a television talking head who garnered high ratings with his unrestrained outbursts against a political caste he blamed for Argentina's perennial economic woes to a front runner for the presidency. They said unexplained outbursts. Oh, no. So that was unrestrained. The word? I unrestrained. Have said. No, unexplained. I, I think I misheard you. I was about to say, I mean, that's I, explained. That explained yeah. I mean, you know, 
Um, it says he, yeah, yeah, it's explained by the fact, if people don't know, that Argentina's economic woes are really bad. Their currency is inflating by the hour. Yeah. Like people it's are worse changing. than it is here. Yep. They're in hyperinflation. People are changing yeah. prices in the stores like hourly or less. Yeah. I hate when they um like try to paint this guy as like a psycho. Yeah. When they really, really do. when they, they do and it's like, no, there are like <laughs> crazy problems here and you'd be insane to not be angry about it. You know what I mean? Right. And and that's why it's kind of fun to read these articles because they're heavily Oh yeah. Um propaganda i mean um i'm trying to say they're heavily weighed against him i can't think of the word yeah they're biased yeah they're biased against him um and it always tries like this is kind of a fun thing i think it's cute and fun that people are dressing up yeah who cares to do this but they're they're it's not like they said, isn't that crazy? But yeah. you just get the idea well, you that that's get, what they're saying. You get the vibe of it. And it's like if certain people were to read this, they'd be like, wow, they sound insane. Like this sounds like, you know, a furry convention or right, whatever, right. you know. And what I was going to say is like if a lot of people are dressing up to support him, like they chose this raggedy lion guy and this really angry, creepy looking Batman. Like yeah, said. They're, they're like choosing the worst ones right. to take pictures of it. The I Batman, mean, he looks like he's mid-sentence, like his mouth is all scrunched up, like he's like kind of about to talk. And it's like they probably took like 30 pictures. And, and they chose one. the worst one. Yeah. Tim in Florida. Tim, what's on your mind? Oh, I got a lot on my mind. Uh, good evening. <clears throat> I hey. bought a Bible from, from Goodwill. I bought an authorized King James Version Bible from Goodwill, and I've got a little mystery because, you know, when you buy a book, especially a Bible from Goodwill, people have marked it up in in many cases. So this one looks like it has some history to it. And uh, on Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, they put a bracket around it in blue ink, and it's got a date, and it says 7 slash 30 slash it's either 69 or 67, but I'm pretty sure it's 69. And it says Roy right next to that. So and, what are um, the verses there? It says, uh, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that and he had rested from all his work which God created and made. And I don't know why they put that date. So was this person born on that date? Yeah, or maybe that's kind it? of the first thing that came to my mind was maybe he was now, born, on that date. born on that date. Is whoever wrote it there, was it him? 730-1969 was like, what, a week before the moon landing too? And, and, and a few weeks before Woodstock, right? And yeah, Woodstock you know, was in August, like I believe. So is it, was this a hippie Bible or is it not that old? <laughs> I just can't I don't know. think of what um, what that date has to do with those verses. Like I really wanted it to be something where it sparked something, but it really didn't. But I think that sounds like a fun pastime to go buy a Bible, specifically a Bible yeah. from a used bookstore and see what other people have written in it, like see their insights. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. I mean, and I never really like think about that. I buy a lot of used books, but you don't really think about like, wow, somebody else was reading this book and like, what is the history of this book? Like how many hands has it been through? Um, like what, where were they when they were reading it? Like all sorts of stuff like that. And I think 
you know, especially where uh, like a Bible, you know, most books, right, you read it once, maybe twice, mm-hmm. and then either you it sits on a bookshelf or you pass it along to somebody else. But a Bible um, can be a very intimate thing for families. That people read over and yeah, over. Yeah, they read it. Some people read from their Bible every single night, um, and it has like probably like the deepest significance for a lot of people of of faith than like any other book would, right? So, um, like the pages that they're rereading over again, like the verses that are really calling to them. Um, in any sort of like dog years or notes that like people are specifically making in Bibles. I mean, it is it's just like a very interesting thing, like the history of like having having an older book and just thinking of the history of it. And um, that's one thing I like about Kindle is you're not holding on the exact book that somebody else read. But if you've ever noticed, there will be some that say it, it'll be highlighted for you and it'll say, so and so number of people highlighted this. Yeah, sentence. yeah, you can turn that feature on. Yeah, and I love that. That I, there's always really yeah. Cool it's things. just nice to know like what jumped out to other people. Yeah, sometimes it's something that I totally would also have highlighted if I yeah. was like highlighting things. Or it's random, and you're like, why did five thousand yeah. people highlight this? Right. Sometimes I don't understand it. <laughs> well, someone actually highlighted this as well, and they put pink highlights in Genesis, and this was before I noticed the date in the blue brackets. So, so did this you say pink highlight? And I'm not going to read it all to you. I'm oh. not going to read it all to you because I know I know this isn't a Bible show, but but every verse they highlighted in pink, it's like all the verses Rastafarians use to justify oh, smoking really? weed. Oh, yeah, that's it's about like the, the the grass, the herb. So maybe it was a all, hippie all Bible. That. Yeah, because you said that you were like, okay, it's like right before Woodstock. <laughs> that definitely <laughs> I don't know, points to like a hippie kind Bible. Of funny. Um, it also could be a coincidence. That could be um just something that you're drawing from it and maybe the person that did it like they weren't of the same yeah. like they weren't thinking the same thing as you or maybe they were sure sure did you Absolutely. say that it said roy next to it like a name roy yeah the name was roy not not i don't think it's the roy from uh from rick and morty when he plays the game and he, he works at the carpet store <laughs> oh could be though it's his second wife well thank you so um, much the, for the call did I you have anything else? i wanted to mention one last thing if, if you'll let me mention one last thing um about 11 years ago, I, I was listening to Free Talk Live, and Ian uh, uh, turned me on over the radio, obviously, indirectly, to John Watts' music. I don't have the website, but indirectly. You can find him on Bandcamp, but he's a Quaker. Uh, he was a Quaker. I'm not sure if he's still alive. And uh, I've been listening to his music for the last couple of days. John Watts? And, and, uh, John Watts. And I was thinking a lot about Ian when I was... When I was listening to it. Oh, nice. I, I'll have to ask him about it. Ask him uh, what kind of songs he likes from them. I really don't like labels for this reason because it will group entire, like, it, it just groups people together even, and it kind of makes you think, like, in America they do this a lot where it's like right and left, and mm-hmm. like, that's it. So it's like, right. if you're, if you believe in this, you're a leftist. If you believe in this, you're a right-winger, um, and like, that's all there is, right? So it's like, it just... <laughs> so now, like, what well, we're grouping two halves of the population, like we're grouping every single person together into a, like under this one, you know, label that doesn't even actually mean anything. Yeah, like growing so, up, I, I would definitely think there is only right and left thinking. And then, yeah, well, it's yes, it's a very, you know, it's a du- du- the duopoly. Like it's a yep. very simplistic way of thinking. And I see people do it all the time. And that's a, a big reason why I don't really like labels, mm-hmm. especially popular labels, because it's just like 
So we're calling him a populist. You're going to make all of these assumptions about him Mm -hmm. before even listening to what he has to say. And this man is incredibly intelligent. He has a lot of really based things to say. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like... If if we're calling him far right extremist and a populist and I, I don't even a libertarian, be... it's like, okay, well, especially if he's not saying that he's those things, it's like, I don't care what he is. I don't care. I don't even know what a populist is. I don't care. But he does I want to hear. An ANCAP, and an ANCAP yeah. is not far right. No, it's not. It's outside um, of it. It's like a sigma male, not an alpha or beta male. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just it's a different thing. But people can't wrap their head. They can only understand left and right, and they can't wrap their head. If they're like, oh, if you're not left and you're not right, then what are you? They can't like, wrap yeah. their head around it. So to me, like I don't even care what a populist is. I want to hear what this guy actually has to say. But a lot of these news, you know, a lot of the media that's reporting on him, they don't want to tell you what he has to say. They either uh, show nothing, no quotes of his while they're talking about him, or they'll show a quote of his that just is out of context, makes him look crazy. Yeah, just completely like irrelevant things. And he is like purposely outlandish. Definitely. I'll say that. Yeah. But how else is he going to get his name out there? Like, they're going to talk about him for something. They're yeah. going to talk about his crazy hair, which I'm pretty sure he does on purpose. Like, I think that it's not just like... Either oh. that or he doesn't care. You know what I mean? Yeah, I heard something about him uh, wanting to make his image sort of like this old, um, like, famous in Argentina, um, I, I don't know, politician that he admires. Maybe not even politician, but, like, revolutionary type guy like you would know who he was if you lived in argentina and he purposely makes his style kind of look like him so i mean it's obviously his normal hair but also it's like styled in a certain way yeah to look really big and 80s ish um a lot of people say he looks like a werewolf i think he looks like you know like a werewolf teen wolf kind of thing to me it just looks like messy hair like he just doesn't care i don't know definitely messy yeah but um I feel, I feel like he's going for a certain look. And yeah. if we knew who that politician was, we might be like, oh, like I uh, Like the guy from um, Ancient Aliens. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, like it's like, whoa, you look at that guy and you're like, wow. It looks like he got electrocuted. Yeah. Um. So um, it went over a few pictures of people who dressed up at a campaign event for Javier Malay. And then it said that he even dabbled in cosplay. And four years ago, he dressed up as General Ancap. Um, as like a cosplay says just as his candidacy started as made for television spectacle his followers picked up the baton and have often turned rallies into opportunities to show their devotion to their candidate using props that go viral on social media and i I don't i think i guess i know what they're saying more here now they said his candidacy started as a made for television spectacle, as in, like, he was trying to get attention, possibly yeah. doing things that were purposely outlandish. Yeah. At first, I thought they were saying, like, oh, he wasn't really trying to win. He was yeah, just... Yeah, he was just joking. Yeah, but... I think of, like, uh, Jeremy Kaufman's, like, yeah, campaign videos. Which where... is more actually like that. Yeah. It says, shortly after he first appeared, and for those that don't uh, know... Yeah, I probably <laughs> that was kind of just like random out of context. Well, I think I kind of cut you off. So the those I don't know, Jeremy Coffin ran for Senate in New Hampshire, and he made campaign videos such as "War is Gay." Yeah, and- I think it was "War is Gay," and then there they were really funny. There was one the the one that the global warming one was absolutely hysterical. Was it like, global I warming really- is retarded? Yes, yeah, so just, retarded, just but... things that are like offensive, but like really, really funny. And it's just like it was really funny. Yeah, 
No, it was good. I and really I really enjoyed them. The war was gay one was the best one. Yeah. And then he did a pro abortion so, and an anti abortion one. Yeah, and then there was the um the border one. Like we need to close the border. So he's like talking about the border. To mass. Um yeah. but then he's talking about Massachusetts. <laughs> Cause everybody yeah, no, it's just yeah, it's good. Oh, uh, I started saying mass. I, I never thought I would. I just felt like why would it's I say It's a long it? word. It's a but long word. I wouldn't say miss instead of Mississippi. Right? Yeah. You always say Mississippi. Like, because Mississippi has a better flow to it. You know what I mean? Hmm. Massachusetts. Well, I guess Massachusetts does too. It's kind of like a similar flow. So I, I just thought I never would, but I started doing it. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know why I would do that and not do Miss for Miss. I mean, I know they say like Ole Miss, but people don't like it. Yeah, people don't use that yet. in conversation, but yeah. Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, what's on your mind? Yeah, the. Question. Yeah, what do you do with the, those guests that overstay their welcome? Jeez. And they want to keep, like, staying there, and you're trying to get rid of them? How do you get rid of them? And they Are you talking about, like, a, a in... Special guest, and what, what do you do? At I your mean, house? I, yeah, I like, at your house? Pop- yeah, hmm. yeah. I definitely like to give people a hint multiple times when I am ready for them to leave, like... Yeah, I really need to start getting ready for bed. I I really need to start doing X. Like, I really need to start cleaning my bathroom. That's what I was going to do. Just. Yeah. I, it's tough no, I'm because. Not about, um, I'm not talking about those uh, overnight guests. Of whether oh. they, like, like they're yeah. they say, I just need three nights to stay. And next thing you oh, know, wow. they need another, another week. Yeah. And then after that, like, they pretty much want to, like, move in. I, I yeah. wonder, what do you do? So. I think with that, I think really clear and direct yeah. communication is the best way because sometimes it can be really uncomfortable. Like you try to drop hints um, and most people can pick up on those social cues. Some like can't. I, oh, I've, I've kind of overstayed my welcome, you know, like I better, I better get going. But some people cannot pick up on those social cues or if they're really down and out and they don't really have anywhere to go and they're nice and comfortable in your house. They probably will purposely just ignore, ignore it. yeah, right. like they'll purposely ignore it and be like, well, you know, she seems like she wants me to go, but I mean, I don't really, whatever. Sarah. So I think like clear and direct communication, yeah. like, hey, you know, like I was okay with this for a certain amount of time, but you know, because of these reasons or whatever, like I, I just need you like, yep. this is, this was the amount of time that you, I was able to host you in my home and now I'm not able to do that anymore. Yeah. Just tell the person we need to talk and then go and talk to them. Try to stay nice. Don't be mean because or get angry or anything like that, because that will just put you on the offensive and tell them, listen, this is how I'm feeling. I really, I really am ready for you to get going and I wish you the best, you know, keep it nice, but be very clear. Like Nikki says, you know, I think, I think this backfires because we have this guest that we, let them sleep, sleep in. We let them eat their food. I mean, we went all over and bend over and backwards, like treating them like a really special honor guest. And now we got a monster on our hand. Like, yeah. like they want to move in. I can't get rid of them now. And I think that you happens know? sometimes like when, you know, if you're a very gracious host, mm-hmm. because you're just trying to be yeah. nice, right? Like if you have a friend, it's like, oh, I, I, you know, I'm down and out. I need to stay for a few days or a week. You know, you want to be like if you have, you know, family stay over overnight or something like you mm-hmm. want to be accommodating. You know, you're going to feed them if you have any friend over like you're going to you know, you're going to want to host them. Right. But um, if right. somebody is not used to that sort of treatment, 
uh, they might get like a little too comfortable. And it's like, you know, why would I go go out on my own and like fend for myself if these people are going to feed me? I was also I was going to bring up get Richard with you when you have a conversation with him, because maybe like a lot of men like just they're not going to listen to a woman and they'll listen to a man. But it seems like Sarah saying he's not listening to Richard either. Uh, you know something that the problem is if they're not my friend, that that's Richard's friend. And Richard yeah. is having a problem with this lady. Whatever he tells her, she ignores him. She's the one that but won't leave. The po- huh. Oh sorry. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said it was a man that wouldn't leave. Oh no. So it's just uh his girlfriend. But she brought her boyfriend with her. Oh, oh no. Wait, what? He has a girlfriend that so, has a boyfriend? So you guys have already tried to be like, hey, like you've already tried to have the conversation? Right. They they oh, went no. from I just need a night, went to the three nights, and after the three nights we they we gave it till um next Tuesday. We already told them that that's all we could accommodate you. But she's going to come up with a soft story and try to stay for more couple of nights, um, this and that. Do you have any down and out? Do you have any friend maybe that lives in your area that's maybe like a large man that can go and kind of intimidate them? Like, come on, guys, it's time to go. You're getting out of Sarah's house. I mean, like at some point you got it. Well, and that that. and that's the thing too, because I, you know, and I was going to say like, you know, that might be like a last resort, but it's like. Yeah, it kind of does need to escalate a little bit where you're like a little bit more firm. Jet, you're on the line. What's on your mind, Jet? Uh oh. Well, we beat you to it. Week, <laughs> yeah. Last week, I was uh, talking about, you know, how a true Christian would not be in favor of um, invading and attacking and that kind of thing. But I wanted to tell yeah. you a little story okay. about how I, I got kicked out of Bible study. Because I made the assertion that you cannot be a true Christ follower and be a part of the military or the police. Now, of nice. course, that just that just made everybody's hair stand up on end, and you know, eventually I was told to leave. But but the reasoning is that when you become an order follower, like one of these. And you have to follow the orders or you, or you don't get your job. You don't get to stay in your job. So you will be tasked with, ordered to do things that are immoral um, against people's rights, for example, or uh, in other ways possibly even hurt somebody, um, which is not a Christian way. So um, I wanted to refer back to a couple Bible verses. Uh, Wait, can I ask you a question? Um, So since we spoke last, and I asked you about your perspective as a Christian on uh, war, since then you got kicked out of a Bible study for saying this? No, no, this is, I've, uh, this is, gosh, years and years ago. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, it, uh, it was kind of an interesting situation. Well, the Bible group, the Bible study group just happened to be made up of mostly people working for the federal government. Hmm. <laughs> so that'll do it. It was it was fun for me. But the fact is, <laughs> yeah, you cannot say that you're a follower of Christ and then do immoral things and say, well, I'm just doing my job. Now, the uh, an example is the apostles uh, at one time were, were brought in front of the Sanhedrin, which is kind of like a 
the Jewish uh, system of uh, justice and all that in court. And and they they said, we gave you strict orders not to teach in his name, yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Well, Peter then and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human beings. And see, that's my position, that I don't care what these other human beings, because to me they're just other failed flesh and blood sinners. I don't care what they have to say um, if it does not correlate or um, jive with what um, my uh, teaching is all about. Now, there's another example when Jesus himself, you know, the Pharisees and the Herodians were trying to trick him into, um, because the Pharisees, of course, were the religious teachers of the law. The um, the Herodians were the Roman uh, guard and that thing who had occupied the land. And they got together and said, hey, we got to figure out some way to trick this guy so we can get him locked up. And so they came to him and with this one phrase. And this is, this is actually an interesting phrase that I attempt to use to find out if someone is a true Christ follower or not. And it seems to be pretty simple, but it's a, it's a very telling thing. They, they said to him, teacher, we know that you are a man of integrity that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. Um, And then they went on to finally say, what say you? Is it right? Is it right to pay tribute to Caesar? Now, tribute is something more than a a few coins, just bowing down and submitting Hmm. to the authority. And, uh, and, of course, that's when he said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, the God of God's. And we all know that Caesar is dead and nothing is his anyway, so ta-da. But I wanted to pass those things along and because and, and, uh, I thought it was kind of a fun circumstance where these so-called Christians said, I can't be a part of their group because I don't believe that we should be warmongers or invaders of other countries and killers of brown people around the world. Sebastian Borrego, 51, and his 12-year-old son traveled 21 miles from their hometown. That doesn't sound far. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. At least by car, well, like I, if they're it, walking. It could be far. For It depends on, you know, it's like 51 miles in... Um, no, 21. 21? Yeah. Oh, Seems like I, not worth mentioning, right? Yeah. That's, Unless they were walking, that would be crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it says they've traveled 21 miles from their hometown to attend a Malay rally. It just sounds like it's like a suburb of the city there. But in or you know what I will say? Um, when you live in like a rural area, like that could take longer to get yeah. to than like here where we have so many highways and roads and, you know, they I mean? should say the amount of time if that's the case. Yeah. That, amount make it of time. Less yeah. Cause I'm like 21 miles. That's traveled like, an hour and a half. That's yeah. like 20 minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, from their hometown to attend a Malay rally in the capital last month. In a show of support, Borrego wore a homemade lion mask. Quote, we need a leader who, oh my God, the picture I just scrolled down to. Um, it says, quote, we need a leader who can take us to a new way of life that we Argentines need. Uh, do you see this picture here, Nikki? 
Oh my gosh, that is like terrifying. It is terrifying. It's, it's, a, it's like a mask of Malay. Yeah, it's they're trying it's, to look like him. Yeah, even the it's, hair it's, is part it's of the mask. Detailed. It's detailed. It's very detailed, but you immediately know what it is. What he is. Yeah, it's kind of just a little scary, though. Really scary. It's like masks like that, gross. like those rubber masks, latex. Always. Ones. Yeah, they're always even scary. Even the hair is that latex or yeah. Um, he said we need a leader who could take us to a new way of life that Argentines need. The fight is just getting started. That's a supporter of his, and I don't know if he's the one dressed like that, but he has. he's also wearing a shirt with a lion on it that says Javier Malay. And um, then there's this other weird thing. I'm just going to have to have you look at that, too, so it's going to be a, real, a little bit hard to explain. It looks like a baby on a stick. A fetus lollipop. Yeah. It's, oh, it's a lollipop? No, no. It just looks like... I'm trying to describe it to listen. Oh, yeah. That's weird. It, I don't know. Well, yeah, it does look like a like a fetus. Yeah, um, it's definitely supposed to be a fetus, and there's like a circle around it, maybe to um, symbolize like the amniotic sac, and it's on a stick, and somebody's carrying it around outside of one of these places, and I'm not exactly sure if that's um, support for Malay or what, Um there's another one with the guy with a mask on that's just the Argentinian, um, Argentine flag. I really don't know which way you say that. There's just like kind of a regular looking lady. I'm not even sure why they put him. Um, a guy with his chihuahua in a spacesuit looking backpack, which is awesome. I've seen those before. There's just some more regular people carrying Malay flags here. There's a lady dressed up. Whoa, I don't even know what this is. Possibly like supposed to be like the Argentinian flag and oh, yeah. a sun at her um what chakra is that? Sacral. Yeah, I told you they're very creative folks, right. you know. Way more creative, <laughs> like you said, than the Trump people. Yeah. Here's some sharing burgers and pizza. There's a guy with a mask on and the Argentinian flag, and he's on a bike. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I'm looking for the rest of the article, but this might be it. It's just a bunch of different... Oh, my gosh. It looks like this one's a little, like, sexual-related. I don't oh. know what that means. Uh, I was going to say oh, We it, really should have learned but, how to speak Spanish before oh, we uh, before we got into this story. It's translated here. It's just the okay. face she's making looks like she's in ecstasy, I'll say. And the shirt it looks says, like she's in labor. Yeah, the shirt says "Basta de falsas denuncias." Oh, what does that mean? Stop the false complaints. Okay. I don't know what that means. It, it doesn't explain it. Nope, it doesn't explain it in the in, um, caption or anything. So yeah, there's all kinds of different. I guess I could just go on. Like I'm seriously scrolling really hard at this point, and um, it's just showing tons and tons of supporters. So, cops stormed into a terrified Seattle woman's home. It was the wrong address. Terrible and familiar. Elizabeth Rain was about to take a bath when police officers kicked down her door. Wait, so was she naked? Because then it literally sounds familiar. I think so. When I said sounds familiar, Um, I meant like because it happens all the time. Yeah, but. And it basically happened to you, right? Yeah, but it wasn't the wrong house. But then, when yeah, you said it was the correct house, I guess. She might be naked. Yeah, then, yeah, I was naked because that's how I sleep. Yeah, um, kicked down her door, flooded into her apartment, and pointed their guns at her. In November 2020, 45 year old Elizabeth Rain was preparing a bath when five Seattle police officers broke down her door and streamed into her apartment. She barely had time to throw a coat over herself, 
when she was stormed by the officers who shouted commands and pointed their guns at her. However, the officers had no reason to enter Rain's apartment. According to a lawsuit filed last month, the police had gone to the wrong address. Oh, I'm glad she's suing them. Yeah, they weren't even in the correct building. I don't know if she'll win, but they should at least try suing. I mean, yeah. It's just crazy to even think that she could possibly not win. Like, oh, they just made an honest mistake. Yeah. But when any of us make honest mistakes, we go to jail. Right. Like, but pointing a gun at someone. When cops make honest mistakes, they, and first of all, dishonest mistake. as, as a, like, a, a professional, a quote unquote professional, well, how are you going to the wrong address? Yeah. You guys, don't you think before you do a no-knock raid, bust someone's door down and point guns at them, you should make sure it's the right house? I mean, an Uber Eats delivery driver receives more um, consequences for their actions of going to the wrong house than a freaking cop. Yeah, I mean, literally. And, and this is, you know, this isn't the first time this has happened. They've murdered. Remember Breonna Taylor? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that or maybe maybe it was the right house. But there was another one. I mean, they killed her. Yeah. But uh, and was she was not the suspect. But mm. this happens all the time where they go into the wrong house. Um, and then people are like, what? Like, what are you doing here? Like, And people have died. And the, the, the police shot and killed them. And they weren't even in the right house. Not if they were in the right house, it would be okay. But it's just like this could have totally been completely avoided. Even if, if you guys knew, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a like, terrible thing to go through if you um, have that's no traumatizing. possible way of de- quote unquote deserving it. Like if you're hurting no, someone, you're torturing. Maybe you deserve to have your house any, raided. But but I I would say like the majority of the time, uh, no knock raids are completely unwarranted. Any raids are unwarranted, and it's just super traumatizing for the people involved. Um, to have your your space, your home, completely violated. Mm-hmm. To have criminals, thugs, gang members storm into your house and point guns at you. That is, I, I don't know in what world are those the good guys. Like, that's the law enforcement. Yeah. The people who are, like, murdering people and breaking into your home. That's the law enforcement? That sounds like a criminal gang to me. And, like, what was... Even the reason they were doing this to the person who they were supposed to be uh, going to their house, I feel like it probably wasn't what I just described. Like, oh, you have a, uh, you know, a tortured victim. No, there's probably like, oh, this person might have a gun, so you should probably, you know, whatever. Stupid. So even after police knew or should have known that they had broken down the door of the wrong apartment in the wrong building, the defendant's still continued to needlessly search her apartment while Miss Rain trembled in fear. So, I I mean, yeah, wouldn't... So, I don't know how they were... So, they should have figured out by now. I mean, I guess they should know what the um, what the suspect looks like or whatever or, like, some way to ID them or something. Or if she's saying, like, no, that's not who I am, like, I'm somebody else... They still searched her apartment without a search warrant? Like, that sounds illegal. Yeah. So according to the Seattle Times, the officers believed they were responding to a crisis call about an intoxicated man who may have been attempting to push someone out of a window. 
While others, while other first responders were able to reach the correct address. So, okay. Mm. So, oh yeah, the paramedics, the paramedics in the fire department made it to the right place. Why? But it's the cops that were so dumb that they couldn't even find the right building. Why does this even require searching through her items? If it doesn't, if it's about a guy who's trying to push a lady out or somebody out a window. Yeah. Like there's no search warrant there. Why are you looking through her stuff? Yeah. Why are you still in her apartment? Yeah. Leave. Is there a is, man is there? there is there a man here? Did, is anybody pushed out of a window? Or Leave. near near to it? Yeah, so it's like clearly the situation that you're responding to isn't happening here. Maybe you should leave, say sorry, and then uh, you know, go find whoever actually needs help. These freaks, they just like can't handle being wrong. So I feel like a lot of these situations they already yeah. figured out that they were wrong but they're just going to go on They were with like it. I hope we find a crack pipe on yeah, her on yeah. her coffee table or something totally. so you know what I mean like oh thank god we busted your door down You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live You can download full episodes subscribe to our podcast listen live and more all for free at freetalklive.com